0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Empowered Teams podcast. I'm Eric, and I'm here with Toby.
1: Well, we just had a discussion on what today's podcast was about. And one of the things that we were were thinking of was looking at um, creativity and innovation in a context of training methodologies. So what does that mean? Well, it means, you know, to use the, the the sort of overused way of saying it, of uh, finding your creative edge and unleashing your creativity. But instead of getting our inspiration from um, the, the business world or the mm-hmm. art world, so to speak, we were going to look at uh, the world of high-class sport and the training methodologies – uh, the, the way they think about training um, that actually unlocks not only performance, but new modes of achieving that performance, which can only be bracketed as, as, as uh, um, I suppose, creating domination. If it's not a, a great word. Through innovation right? or creating disruption. Through, through, through immediately
0: innovation. I want to sort of bounce off on what you were saying there because I think one of the one of the core things to, to keep in mind here is you mentioned um, um, you know create you mentioned creativity and then you mentioned art I think that one of the things that happens is we have a sort of a cultural bias where we're taught that creativity is this thing that only really exists in the world of art and we think of creativity as you know creating, artistically building something, making objects, right? And I think you know, my question here, which is sort of a leading question is, is that what you mean by creativity?
1: That's a, uh, a really good point, Eric, one that we've uh, faced many times before. and um, Perhaps it's one to, to, to dig in a bit deeper in because I think when The terms creativity and innovation are used uh, at its most general level. Mm -hmm. People just want to run away from it, you know, because the first instinct they say is, I'm not creative, I'm not innovative, and uh, their negative uh, self-view pulls them back from even thinking that they could could be in that direction. And so if we start to look well, there are two things to start off with, uh, to break down. Creativity in the art world is is developed through training. That's the first myth to bust. Yeah. Sure. There are examples of people with incredible talent who appear, uh, but like shooting stars, and they're able to do things that are just mind-blowing amazing, right? Yeah. But there are other people, didn't start with talent, but trained themselves to develop uh, uh, new ways of expression, whether that's through music or through art or through theatre or through writing. Uh, I remember doing um, a presentation to... a human performance uh, consultancy organization, and we were running workshops where this subject came up. And one guy was really aggressive. I mean, mm-hmm. like, really, really aggressive about this and must have really touched something within him. Because there we were teaching how to draw an upside-down horse, uh, right? Mm-hmm. which is a, a subject. But anyway, it's a way, you know, why is it upside-down? Because if you turn, turn the object that you're looking at upside-down, well, it actually disengages your 3D VR <laughs> processing in your head, yeah. and you're just looking at the lines. And you're Instead of seeing you patterns,
0: draw. you just see shapes, basically.
1: Yeah, uh, and you draw that, and then yeah. suddenly when you step back, you see, okay, I've got a horse. So f- what I first said was uh, to, to get people to see that that it's just a matter of training was you get them to draw a horse first. Mm -hmm. and it it, it is what it is there's varying degrees of trying and then you get them to do the exercise and within half an hour they've learned technique that allows them to draw a horse and 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 after a while through training it can become freehand but this guy what he was actually saying was the original drawing was from his point of view the most creative and I have to say I was uh, 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 I was lost for words Mm -hmm. Um, because what he was emphasizing was that creativity is the first thing that you do without any training. And I said to him, you know, uh, we live in Paris, I said, you go to the Louvre Museum, you walk upstairs to where all these incredible paintings are, and and what do you see? You see people of all generations sitting with an easel, Right, and if you go and ask them what they're doing, they'll they'll tell you, and uh, they are um, focused on training, on learning one color. That's it, weeks on end to reproduce one color again and again and again. Yeah, and then when you start to then dig underneath a, a little bit more, you'll see that there's lots of I'm going to use the word skillful means ways that for example some artists um, will use a window that actually will draw an object on a pane of glass
0: mm-hmm.
1: all right what they're looking at to give them the perspective. Okay. But isn't that cheating? Isn't that cheating then? Yeah but who cares, right? No no but it's not cheating. Yeah.
0: Yeah it's, exactly. It's, it's right. So that's cool It's a tool it's, to re- it's a tool to reach an objective. Right. It's yeah. a technique. Yeah, exactly. So what are we, so what are we trying
1: yeah, just, to say there is, it's just, just, just like creativity only exists if
0: there's no techniques. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, right. so, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. What do you spend four years at art school doing? I think that's one of the interesting things. I, I, I have, um, I, I've actually uh, met quite a few artists and, and one of the things that I've heard multiple times is uh, artists literally saying that they hate people saying with, you know, stars in their eyes, oh my God, you're so talented. Specifically because this notion of talent is something that you're supposed to just have innately instead of something you train. And they, they, they will focus on saying, no, I'm not talented. I learned this. I worked on it. I achieved right. this and, and, by learning it, by right. learning to so do when,
1: it. So, so when we take Kobe Bryant, James LeBron, and the others, and they talk about... Well, how did we get to this high level of performance? Because <laughs> like, we failed, 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 failed. Mm-hmm. But then people say, oh, yeah, but like, well, you mean they failed, but they must, it's like they had talent in order to get there. Well, no, they didn't. They had determination, yeah. they had resilience, they had endurance, they never gave up, yeah. right? Uh, well, what are we going to say? All of these make talent?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, because... I guess another the- way to put it would be to say that, you know, if you want to re- remove the word talent, you could say that they have a base ability. You know, in terms of sports, it would be like your base ability to achieve a certain level of physical prowess. Not everyone has the same. But, you know, even if you're not, at, like, a perfect, you know... uh fit for a given sport, it doesn't mean you can't get good at that sport. It just means it'll be a bit harder. And it'll take more work, right? Well, uh, it's, and and that's the thing to look at. Like
1: for many years, I, I did uh, martial arts and mm-hmm. trained with black belts and trained black belts. And one of the things that there's uh, every year, you know, your September comes around and a, a new class starts of beginners. Yeah. And by the end of the year, out of 10, you're lucky if two are still left behind, right? Um, one of the things that was characteristic that we experienced again and again, that the ones that were left behind weren't the ones with the most potential. Mm. The ones who were left behind were the ones that just kept turning up. Yeah. And turning up. Yeah. And turning up. Yeah. All right? And it was that turning up. Right? You can't just turn up and do nothing. Because there are some people who are good at turning up, and they still do yeah. nothing, right? Yeah. It's turning up. So, and they had no talent. I mean, hmm. I mean, when I started in martial arts, not that I, I, I had no talent whatsoever, zero, zilch. All right, uh, I, I know that if I'm going to get at something physical, that I have to keep going and failing and failing and failing and failing until, bit by bit, it starts to mold, and then high performance comes in so I suppose one of the things <clears throat> well I wanted to come back to this definition yeah, yeah, of creativity yeah. no no I'd say so what are the what are the ways that we can help people in business teams in particular understand the concept of creativity if creativity has got such a gravit, a negative you know black hole gravitational force about it that it says oh no that's not me I can't possibly die but we say well actually what Creativity, about is about creating alternatives. And the person that pioneered this is Edward de Bono. Yep. You know, instead of thinking of innovation, instead of doing that, which are, you know, trap um, uh, uh, you by those very words. Yeah, right?
0: people get in you know? their head about the concepts.
1: Which is what you were just saying, yeah. I'm not talented, you're missing the uh, ten yeah. years it take me to get. Do you know there's that crazy story we we've told a few times where there's a famous musician and he's blind um in the u s and he was commissioned to write the opening to a big event in New York okay. right so uh you know and it's uh, he 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 went home, he had a steak, had a beer, put his stuff to one to to one side. And he you know, and he, he wrote it. He wrote it out. It took him half an hour. Mm. I went, went back, said, you know, here it is, etc. People are going like, wow. Same same thing. So talented. He yeah. said, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really talented. Yeah. Forty years to do it in 30 minutes. Yeah. That's Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It took me forty years to do that. Yeah. Right, and that's yeah, the, absolutely. The, so, so when we come to business world, then, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, we just had this presentation uh, two weeks ago with a consultancy, when they were still in shock, because we suggested that well, really, training once a year is, is, is not a good idea. <laughs> for, for soft skills, and they weren't too pleased at to, to, to our recommendation was do you remember so it's like you train once a year and you think you're going to get it in an area that is like so hard to build you know communication planning execution uh creative thinking problem solving you train once a year and you're going to expect high performance
0: yeah isn't that also sort of a a result of training having been you know sort of relegated to the realm of almost technocratic, you know, box checking. Like, you know, we have to train people. Okay, so, you know, we're going to get everyone trained. We need to tick the training box. And, you know, the amount of training, the actual outcomes and results of that training are completely irrelevant to getting that box checked and just making sure that, you know, someone in HR is going to be happy or someone, in the, you know, uh, up in, in, in your hierarchy is going to be happy that, you you know, you reported that everyone's been trained. And it's, it's sort of, it, it seems to be the prevalent, maybe not mindset, but system, right? Even people who don't really think that way or who don't want to be that way, that's sort of the system that they're working within, regardless, within no, you know, you, most yeah. big businesses. It, well, that seems to me that you have executive coaches, Mm-hmm.
1: you have trainers you know they all mirror the sports world but yep. they have nothing to do with high performance it's just that it's like i don't know we're doing emperor's got no clothes here you know but we sit there and you and i and and the rest of the team and our partners and we listen to clients talk and it's like if you were a sports team well you'd give up <laughs> just like how can you, do you know what I mean? It's like seriously, right? Yeah. So we know, right, that the new business model is focused around soft skills, power skills,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay? On new technologies. Yeah. Because whatever's coming down the line, you know, and we talk about scientific revolution, we talk about technological revolution, and, and everybody says, yeah, but digital's done, you know? Digital hasn't even begun. Yeah. It's like, it's just like just digital hasn't even begun, you know, it's like, you'll have a foretaste of of what digital is going to be,
0: you know. And, and, and uh, I think to, to sort of give a, maybe a few examples, just to get people in the right mindset here, um, uh, digital... Elements have come into the workplace and and industry for quite a while. And, you know, we saw the early examples of companies completely dying out with like Kodak getting just failing at digital cameras and just ignoring them and and lots of famous examples like that. But one of the things you have to keep in mind is that it's not just accelerating, but it's also spreading to more and more, you know, fields, more and more elements. Like, you know, a, a, a famous example is Uber, which sort of took the digital revolution out of the purely computer space and, and sort of revolutionized an industry for the better or for the worse that's besides the point simply by bringing technology to it where no no one really felt the need to bring that technology it was already there they didn't do anything new they just said well we're going to take that tech and we're going to make it the center of what we're doing and it completely changed the entire business it was a real disruption and what's happening i'd say is that technology is basically growing into everything just because, you know, that's how things work these days. And so the, the number of disruptions and the scope of these disruptions is just going to keep getting faster and faster and bigger and bigger. No. You know, the, 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 current, um, um, zeitgeist the current uh, probably fear is around ai and, and machine learning and all those things and it's likely that these are going to make massive change to various industries and various ways of life and you know you have to be prepared for that That's just the reality of it we don't know to what extent but it's pretty much inevitable at this point so no. you know how do you prepare so that's co- that? right
1: yeah, it's yeah. a good lead-in term, you know, so what we do know is this, this, this uh, balancing up between hard skills,
0: mm-hmm.
1: technical expertise, and soft is- skills. Yeah. Right, so we have an education system, both corporate mm-hmm. and uh, school, university, that focuses on hard skills. Yeah. All right, and somewhere alone, you pick up sort of being nice to people, or not, <laughs> as the case may be, and you think that's soft skills. Yeah. Right? That's, that's what soft skills are. What yeah. soft skills got to do with creativity and innovation? You don't know what you're talking about. Well, actually, you know, if, if we're talking about finding alternatives, if we're talking about thinking out of the box, if we're talking about problem solving, <coughs> execution, collaboration, teamwork, right? Goal setting, um, uh, uh, ad- adapting, resilience, Endurance. If we talk about wrapping that up with emotional intelligence, which in its essence is skilled awareness and self-control, yeah. uh, well, that's soft skills. And how, how are you gonna? How are you gonna? You know, how are you gonna develop that? Well,
0: it's not gonna happen in a two-day course. Right. Well, if you've spent all the sorry. What? No, no, no I, I was just going to say and and you know contrary to hard skills, it's literally something you can't learn from a textbook, right? you can't just read it. It's not something that you can just ingest and memorize. It's something that is literally only learned through applying it. There's no other way. Well, so if we think about it, what you and I've said before,
1: if if you're a specialist in hard skills, which is what we talk about why people are frightened of AI, mm-hmm. right? Well, you're going to be an app. I use yeah. app in this term. You're going to get turned into an app. Well, mm-hmm. you're not, but your your expertise is. And we can see the fear around uh, chat, GPT, uh, cat, and we know there's going to be five and there's going to be six. And, yep. you know, we have uh, stuff, you know, what happens when you put chat, GPT, Sunk uh, five, into, uh, into a robot? Right, yeah. or you know, and that and, robots and, and, your yeah.
0: and that's that robots your surgeon. Yeah, and oh. there are already people working on things where, like, ChatGPT, basically, they put it in a cycle where it prompts itself, and it's showing signs. And, and to be clear, this is like very blurry at the moment. We don't know what's happening, but it's showing signs of becoming sort of, to a certain extent, self-sufficient at being able to do certain tasks. Right. Because basically, all you're doing is you're giving it freedom to do something, and it will tend to find a way to get it done, right? So, oh, so, so what are we? And then you suddenly say, "Yeah, but that's taking
1: away, uh, you know, the the jobs of human. It's not actually, you know, uh, to assert. Yes, it, it is, is. It is. But it means. It will be, yeah. But it means. It means that we can now re-emphasize, you know, because what this. Uh, machinery for whatever mm-hmm. that extent doesn't have right? is it it's not it's not able to create alternatives in the same way teams can uh, move together you know so um, here you have the AI delivers a hard skills uh, speed of reaction that's yeah. what AI can do right yeah. that doesn't mean to say it can't author stuff and it can't no. create stuff it does but the soft skills in and of itself, right? A team. And when and I think that's another thing to talk about, Eric, maybe is when we talk about team, because that came up in a conversation with one of our partners uh, two days ago, was that when we say team, we do not mean a dedicated team. We do not mean five people that work in the same office or work in the same team, it can't be. Mm. What we mean it's is team skills. That means yeah. wherever you're located, and whoever you're working with,
0: yeah. you'll have collaborative intelligence. Yeah,
1: it, right. It, it's, so
0: it's being able to react to any teamwork environment, not just being familiar with a given set of people. Right. To, to, to sort of rephrase that,
1: or, or that you've suddenly, you know, over the over the door you go in, this is X Y Z team. Yeah. This is you know A B C team. You know, because what is the team going to face? particularly if it's multidisciplinary and, it, and it, you know, and um, uh, it comes from, a team can be made up that, that, that's from uh, multiple departments, mm-hmm. uh, multiple organizations when you come together, all right? How do, how do you collaborate with emotional intelligence? Well, why do we use the word emotional intelligence? Because the group should have a self-awareness uh, and the group should have control in that it has a radar of how it learns to adapt. It's what's used as um, by Josh uh, Bersin and others out there as change agility. Okay, and That ability to mobilize yourself as a force uh, against the circumstances as they change. And what you just described, scientific, technological, and digital that's coming means you're constantly having having to move because the other thing that goes with that collaborative intelligence is immersive intelligence yeah you know so there's there's a and and you and i i know we've been on the we would argue that to a larger or lesser degree most organizations at a senior level do not have any immersive intelligence whatsoever or it's pretty limited
0: Uh, yep. It's almost a sort of a self, uh, self-fulfilling self prophecy that in order to reach, you know, the the scale and scope of a large company, and especially to be sort of at the head of that type of organization, you literally have to spend so much time building foundations that you're stuck in place. You're rooted in place and unable to adapt and evolve. It's It's... And and it's not always true, but it, it's it happens often enough that it's basically the the standard procedure, and so large companies are blind to their are, are completely unaware of their inability and in, um yeah their inability to adapt and change and be agile in the, you know not just in the agile metho- methodology but in the in the broad sense of the term be reactive. So I guess if, is another way. Of so if we.
1: If you if want the technical term, the posh word for that is uh, skilled incompetence. Yeah. It's, it's, it's limited in capacity. You know, uh, throw another one there. There's a group thing that takes mm. place that prevents the group <clears throat> from functioning, right, at, at, at a high level. Yeah. Somehow when we put people well, within a group, right, we know the, the, the level they operate you know it's well below the level of collective intelligence that it should yeah. that it should do what takes place is negative emotions yeah. within the team you know so we know that if you want to unleash these teams they have to focus on unlocking the fear uncertainty and doubt yeah. to allow people to make mistakes start. so you know so let let, uh, let let's um, peel back to this um Kobe Bryant example that, yeah. that I I really liked, but he, he's not the only person to think like that. But he's really, you know, took um, okay. it to a new new level. Was he created high performance not just for himself? Became a role model worldwide for the teams he worked with, mm-hmm. and an inspiration because what he did was, it's it yeah. Everybody knows he trained harder. Mm. Everybody knows the story. You know, that as they, as the as the basketball uh, Olympic team came back, uh, and they came back from an eight out. There he was going down the stairs. You know, they come back four o'clock in the morning. He's going down the stairs to the gym. Yeah. So they felt all guilt-tripped and end up being there the following day and the following day, etc. <laughs> so it wasn't just that he put more hours in. Yeah. That, uh, there is that. It was the hours that he put in that were qualitatively different. Remember, I talked about it before. I kind of came up with a term that he used to go up and down the basketball court looking like he did Tai Chi. Right? Yeah. No ball in his hand, but he's practicing moving. Yeah. He's using visualization techniques. Mm-hmm. right? And these visualization techniques allow him to create a mind-body connection, right? Which is not just repeatedly doing yeah. a thousand... Uh, um a thousand repetitions of uh of basic techniques they the Kobe Bryant is the 666 techniques yeah. you know so
0: it's uh, um, isn't it so- another way to sort of think about this like i know that there's you know decades if not centuries of research on how to train hard skills how best to transmit information to someone but to my knowledge there's probably at least way less research on how to train soft skills, how to train skills that are not directly, you know, transmissive, something that you can literally deliver. And so, so I guess what what, the question is basically he found ways he, he he looked for and found ways to train these intangible skills. And that's what gave him the edge. That's what allowed him to train team work and, you know, his specific abilities and that sort of stuff. So, so I guess what we're, what we're asking here is, you know, what are the ways and the, the, the disciplines that you can apply to train soft skills? I'm generalizing, well, but.
1: No, uh, no, it's pretty good. I, I think one of the, the key things is if, if you, if you come back to this idea of, uh, um, the classical education approach is exam-based. Yeah, and and what that means is you acquire knowledge in a non permanent way because once you've done the exam, it no longer stays with you.
0: Yep, and you and, know, and not once... just that, but our 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 mind has a tendency to to dislike acquiring knowledge for the sake of acquiring knowledge, but we have a, like a built in systems that make us love and adore figuring things out ourselves, right? And, and so um, we know we know for a fact that if 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 you if you choose to learn something, you'll learn it way better and way faster. So the question okay. is how, so to, how self- to how to make you choose, right? How to make you want that?
1: Well, well, that means then you know you come back to something where we talk about that if we're talking about teamwork, that you have to start um, you have to have a paradigm shift. You have to talk about shared purpose. -hmm. You have to to talk about a growth mindset. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 In in that, you have to talk about community. Yeah. Because here, what you're doing is you're you're saying that the people who who are working with me for me are part of it. You know, you're investing in them, and to a lot of extent, that means we have to move away from the corporate slavery model that exists. That you're just a number. Yeah. Uh you come in and go out, you have a set of skills, they have a sell by date and you know, uh um uh, and you come in, I plug you in, you do your job, you leave. Yeah.
0: That's and it. Here, everyone yeah. resents everyone and the tasks that they're assigned to, basically. Well there's
1: a there's this there literally is a sell by date on this model and we can we can see it fast coming because those those jobs that we're talking about are fast being replaced by
0: some form of digital, uh, um, app. app Yeah. And when that's not the case, there's some sort of a, you know, more agile, either startup or just a bit leaner, you know, uh, competitor that comes around and finds a more efficient, better, and either cheaper or, or more powerful way of doing it. And just, you know, Applies that another model, five, which typically five, is the model you're talking about, right?
1: Yeah, five people in a garage with some coding knowledge are going to going to do you some damage if you're focused on hot skills. But let's peel back just back to the Kobe Bryant thing. What so what happened was people he realized that by you know year one, year two, year three, his uh, his competitive performance was so far in advance. Of the peers that he mm-hmm. was competing with, that it was mind blowing over a period of time. Yeah. So let's let's take let's just look at the skills gap within uh, teams and organisations. They don't train. And let's be really clear for those that are listening: what we're not talking about is team building. That's please understand this. Team team building where you go for a happy day out, happy two days out. It's got nothing to do with um, teamwork training.
0: Um, it's got nothing to do with it. I actually had a very interesting chat with a, a friend of mine not too long ago uh, who who works in a very you know, traditional corporate environment, which uh, she often um, uh, uh, jokingly refers to as being uh, similar to uh, the um, Scranton headquarters in the series, The Office, the, the US oh. version. right? And so she works in that sort of environment. And she 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 said that when they go and do team building, it's basically the best way to start Tolerating your coworkers a bit better—that's the whole point. It's just about not hating everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know because yeah, duh. I mean you've never you've never been on one of these, but my
0: God, it's the truth, you know, you you were, Yeah. So I mean. <laughs> so the. So yeah, so that's that's really not te- the team teamwork and teamwork training we're talking about. It's not just you know. Having fun.
1: No, it's, we're we're talking about power skills, and so when we talk about power skills, one of the things, so you know, for 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 those who are listening, what what do we do is where well, we're focused on teamwork, on 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 getting people to be to be able to utilize teamwork skills in all sorts of different environments, so that you can create high performance. What we mean by high performance is, is that you can set goals, all mm-hmm. right you can collaborate intelligently, you can solve problems at speed, and you can execute plans, and you can prototype. So, you know, what's interesting is when you go to a museum and you go and watch an artist, and then you see the 1,500 drawings they did to get this painting. Yeah. But nobody takes on board the 1,500 drawings they did to get this painting was training. Yeah. No, they were just having just practicing they were you know yeah (laughs) and the other 1500 drawings they did the one before that and the one before that and the one before that to to create this what what do we call that we call that prototyping we call that iterative development so within our simulations that we've created Mm -hmm. what we're talking about is that you are regularly training right as a team to develop uh to to develop, to build, and maintain, and to continue develop, build, and maintain soft skills. A, a yeah. two-day course not going to fix it. Neither is one year's training. You are not going to become a black belt in soft skills in one year. Yeah. I reckon takes five years.
0: All right. Of, to get of your black belt intensive to, regular training.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, in the business world, I regular would
0: be intensive. I think what's interesting is that typically, uh, you know, one of the first questions we get when we start discussing uh, our, our simulation with clients is, how long do you have to train for, right? Well, it's, that. It, it, it's, it's that thing where we always, you know, we always throw the question back at them and say, well, how long do you have to train for? to to, to get good at something, right? And they never know. Because for them, they're used to having to fill in a form and to say, you know, we're going to set everyone up for four hours of training. That's not the point. It's it's to create an ecosystem, right, where people go out and train. The amount of time is not as important as just creating that mindset within the company where going out to train is what you do in order to, to, you know, progress, personally progress further and progress the team and the company forward. Right. I never think of it like this. I just, I just had that thought as you were talk, talking about, you know, we talk about power skills.
1: So if you don't training on it, you're powerless Yeah. with skills, you know, you're powerless. Yeah. yeah. All right? You're at, you're at the, the mercy of the riptides that are coming towards you. All right, Uh, and there's, you know, we talk about building resilience, but resilience means that you've got some resources to, to, to be able to, to deal with what's going to be fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Without a doubt, of it, you're going to, you know, right? And, um, you know, we, 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 we then say that, that if you're powerless, the reason that you, you're powerless is because you haven't thought through the process of, of skill acquisition. You know, to, you know. So, yeah. I, I suppose as we're coming to to the end of the, the 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 podcast now, what 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 are the key things that we're trying to say is that is that you've got to prioritize your. This is what Kobe Bryant. You've got to prioritize training strategies. Mm-hmm. Your training strategies are going to equal um, the the defense. The defenses with which you are able to cope with the future and i I, I use the word defenses wrong, but really it's a framework
0: it's almost All more right? like reactivity it's it's that ability to just stay on your feet right and just sort of yeah be ready for anything that comes your way and that you've got to
1: train under realistic
0: conditions regularly,
1: and that's why whether it's our simulation or other simulations. Those simulations have to be proving ga- grounds, and they have to be team-based, and they have to be difficult. Yeah, it's no point training where it's easy because nobody's going to improve. And that's, <laughs> you know, one one of the fallacies I think we talked about in the in the in the last uh, podcast. Um, but one of the things is then you're going to have to reimagine training and experiential learning to create performance. But I, I I think that's
0: what, what 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 we're trying to say here. Uh... No, yeah, absolutely, and you know we're we're, I guess one way to put it is that we're sort of advocates for this new methodology, this new way of thinking. We're working towards that. That's our one of our main objectives, and we're probably not the only ones out there at this point. There's there's lots of other people who who already have this in mind. I think that the main issue is just that there's no sort of broad adoption, right? There are quite a few people who understand this need for training, who understand the concepts behind it. But in practice, no one really practices this. No,
1: they they do, they're they're in the trap of thinking about it. And because they're thinking about it, they think that they're training.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, um, Awareness is not competency.
1: No. Well, yeah, but in this case, it's not even awareness. It's, it's, it's knowledge of. Yeah. If they yeah. had some awareness. Surface awareness. Then... Yeah, yeah, exactly. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, mean, I think so this I is think, um, interesting yeah. uh, sort of conclusion to this, right? It's like, yeah. you know, actually try yeah. it. Don't just think about well, it.
1: So what we're talking about here is that, is that you're going to, you know, creativity is going to be your edge. That's, that that that's going to be mm-hmm. a competitive advantage and they're really what we're talking about is the ability to create alternatives at speed mm-hmm. it's going to be driven by by power skills and that your obstacle that's going to be this is um, learned in capacity
0: mm-hmm.
1: right skilled on awareness yep. you unlock this by training regularly by developing skilled awareness by developing uh, self-control by developing a team radar by developing collaborative intelligence and immersive intelligence you know um, whilst we are um, um, specialists in this there are other organizations out there and you should you know s- search them out absolutely so i'd like to say uh um thank you well, thank you
0: eric yeah
1: you know and thanks
0: and, uh, to our listeners it's uh Always, uh, we we don't we uh, like last time. You know, we'd, we'd love to hear about what you have to say about this. If you have any interesting anecdotes or things to share, articles, it's it's great to sort of start a discussion, and you know, we can you know get back to you and update our point of view. And yeah, yeah. like and subscribe. You know the gist. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, Please. We'll see you uh, next week, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. See you on the next one. Thank Ciao. you very much.
0: Bye.